0: what's up everybody welcome to episode 14 of the unbiased football talk podcast i am your one of your co-hosts james and gary and joining me tonight as always is my two very very good awesome friends ian and mike mike say hi to everybody
1: hello everybody mike on the mic right now sounded real smooth today i'm feeling good too man hell yeah
2: hell yeah uh, looking smooth feeling smooth <laughs> all that what's man? going oh. on everybody good to see you guys and uh we got some real mics finally
0: yeah um two two out of three of us do so um good good for everyone who has a new mic Um, mic on the mic sounds almost as good as two dudes one mic or two guys one mic. uh, (laughs) we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that another time and mike you do look great except for your shirt um it's an ugly shirt i don't know why you're still wearing it but Anyways, that's we're not we're not here for Mike. Sure, we're here to talk some fucking football. <laughs> uh, we got we're gonna we're gonna change it up th- a little bit this week. We're gonna talk about stuff that we missed on last week, uh, some of the hits that we did, and then we're gonna give out some uh, some game balls, like some players we want to highlight or teams we want to highlight who uh, we were impressed with this past weekend. So let's go ahead and start with the uh, the hits, and Mike, you go ahead and take this one off. So. I'm going to start off by
1: going over our record. So um, for the week six picks, I came in at last at seven and six. Um, James was eight and five and Ian was ten and three. So he's the he's the leader for this week.
2: Hey, um, did you did you were you in any doubt ever? I'm hey, <laughs> why, why is it, Why
0: is the first time you announced the results? Ian has to win. Like what? <laughs> what what's what's going hey. on there?
1: You know what? I'm not gonna blow his head up anymore because the week before he also well, actually, you won the week before that. So there you go. But he was in second, so uh, I got some his catching up to do. Enough. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> but uh one one game that I did get right, the very few that I did get right, was the Jacksonville Jaguars beating the Miami Dolphins by a field goal in London in the Pillow Fight. So the the <laughs> yeah. The and it, it turned out to be a good game. Two C minus teams going, fighting hard against each other, and uh, Jaguars pulling it off at the end with the field goal. Um, I'm gonna go behind. Uh, go with my reasons why I picked the Jaguars. Um, this is the same team that gave the Arizona Cardinals fits a couple of weeks back. They were in that game. They were down. Uh, they were down 24 to 19 through three quarters. In that game, they just gave up the game. Um, they also gave up a lead against Cincinnati, um, and then the week before they took a beatdown versus the Titans, which is no shame because you know we saw what they did against Buffalo on Monday. They absolutely pounded Buffalo on the ground and and you know uh, used the play action to create um, yards down the field. So there, there's really no there's really no shame in losing to the Titans with that one. Um, so I felt like they had a good chance against a struggling Miami team. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, he was, uh, his performance was training up to this, up to that point, And he was finding weapons with a uh, veteran, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. And young target LaVisca Chenault, who I really wanted to be a Raider, but didn't turn out to be, uh, so, um, and James Robinson. I mean, uh, he's another one that it was great, uh, great, uh, he was doing great on the ground. He's toting the rock, at 460 yards. Uh, this season and six in the league in rushing with five touchdowns, which is second in the league, averaging 5.5 yards per carry. So they got some good bright spots on offense. So I just felt like they were going to put it together against the Dolphins. And I mean, they did so. They wanted a field goal at the end. And I, I felt good about it. I do have a question for you guys. What happened to the Miami Dolphins defense? What's going on in Miami? I mean, they everybody was picking them to you know, at least make the playoffs this year. And uh, they they disappeared. Um, to me, it's unfortunate because, you know, it seemed like they're going to be playoff contenders. And I'm starting to sense there's going to be some trouble in the locker room right now. I, I don't know what's going on in Miami, but they're one in five and they, they look really bad.
2: I mean, I was actually one of the people who thought that Miami wasn't all that great coming into the season. I thought, I thought they were the third place team in that division, even preseason. I thought if anyone was going to challenge the Bills, I thought it would be new england but um yeah i don't know they, they should they look terrible i brian flores might be in the hot seat i don't know what do you think on that
1: yeah i agree man i mean i don't know it's just it, something seems weird to miami because they were you know they were a borderline playoff team and and i don't know if it's the lack of offense that's creating bad defense it could be something like that but it's it's it doesn't seem like it's connecting in that locker room right now, I don't know if they're just rejecting what uh, Brian Flores is 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 giving them. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't seem right.
2: Well, think about this. Imagine playing on a team you're one in five, and you don't you won't get a top five pick, regardless of what, how you end up.
0: They well, yeah, that's, traded that's their pick, so
2: Philly is going to get that number you know one through three pick. I think they're they're uh, if the season ended today, Miami is supposed to have the third pick overall, but that would be Philly. That's that's a rough that that's a sucks. rough
1: rough deal, man. And
2: yeah, I think Philly, jeez, I think Philly has like three first round picks coming up. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think also, I think Tua sucks. But that's just me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah the offense op- the offense is thirtieth in the league in yards per play. The defense is twenty sixth in the league in yards per play. So it's awful. It's not. It's not an offense. It's not defense. It's both. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. You gotta you gotta like point at the head coach too. I I have a lot of dolphin fans on my Twitter timeline because the website I used to write for was made by a dolphin fan. So he, uh, I suppose a lot of people he followed naturally he recruited. But um, uh, one of them that I follow that I respect his opinion. He he's out on Flores. Like they're, they're, I guess he's just not what they thought he was. Um, like last year they won a lot of games on. Based on defense, special teams, and turnovers. And mm-hmm. turnovers just aren't stable year to year. And it's really, I mean, if, if you had, if Tua was good, he he could mask all these problems, right? Now, I, I, some people are saying he actually played a good game against Jacksonville. I didn't watch it, so I don't know. But, you know, it, it's weird with quarterbacks. When you look at them, sometimes you just know like, are they it? Are they not? Right, uh, you look at Justin Herbert, and I feel like you no, know, he's yeah, it.
2: he's it. You look no, at he...
0: Tua, and it's like, well, the, the receivers don't get separation, the offensive line's bad, the play call is holding him back. It's like, you know what, he's how about we just look at the play and realize he's not as good as everyone thought he was.
2: He know, has so. weapons all over the offense, man. He's got two good receivers with Waddle and Parker, he's got a, a running back by committee, which I think is not terrible. And then a, above average tight end. And yeah. an okay O-line, I guess. It's, it's nah,
0: not... The O-line line's bad. I'll give him that. The O-line is is Well, he's a
2: mobile quarterback, so he should be he's able to mask a lot of that. He's
0: supposed to be.
2: Yeah,
1: I bet Miami's feeling real sick for passing up on Herbert and going with Tua instead. They, they have to be sick about that one. I
0: don't, well, so, I, some fans are still holding on to that Tua over Herbert, which is pretty... Well, you, ha, you have <laughs> oh <to>. boy <laughs> you have yeah.
1: to
0: yeah i'll 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 pick up i'll i'll pick up the tweet for you guys it, it was uh it was pretty astounding but uh I'll, I'll do that while ian talks about what what he uh what he hit on this past weekend all
2: right so not not only did i hit on this game i also won 20 bucks from this game so <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah look, the only
0: uh, thing that i lost money on okay okay let's hear, look,
2: it. let's hear it so my minnesota vikings somewhat took care of business in uh in, in carolina so before when we were picking our games last week during our quick picks i said it would be a crazy game it'd be a stupid game because the minnesota would have all the chances to win it would it would somehow come down to a greg joseph field goal and we would sneak out a win well james and mike disagree with me and that's literally Exactly what happened. Um, The Vikings won in overtime, thirty-four to twenty-eight. Okay, three and a half quarters of total domination by the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, the total yards was five hundred and seventy-one. Vikings. Vikings put up five hundred and seventy-one yards of offense against a quote-unquote good defense. Um, Carolina had three hundred and six yards against Minnesota's. Suspect defense However Almost 100 of those yards Came in the final drive I think I think that final drive To tie up the game Was a 98 yard drive Um Vikings dominated The passing The running The time of position And in the trenches Sacking Darnold Four times And not to mention They won the turnover game So It was just And then It was just a total domination Okay um, Speaking of the sacks Vikings had 23 sacks All last year they're leading the league right now at 21. Wow. That's that is ridiculous. That is the yeah. Daniel Hunter effect. Yeah. Okay. Um, so with all this said, how the hell was this a game that went to overtime? Okay. Um, now the Panthers did block a punt and they scored on that block punt. Okay. They Justin Jefferson fumbled and they had a short field. They scored in like two plays on a short field. Okay. Whatever. It was like 10 yards of offense at that point. Um, The Vikings should have won this game by 14 plus, man. Okay. First of all, again, I'm I'm this is my hit, okay. But I have to talk shit, okay. Um, Do it. Let's hear it. Poor coaching and time management is why is one reason we lost. We almost lost this game, okay. You can you can sit here and argue to my face about oh the Vikings had 11 penalties for 98 yards. Well, 10 of those penalties were on the offensive line. That comes back to coaching, okay. Yep. Um. But the score doesn't say it, but we totally dominated the Carolina Panthers. It was Mike. You said you watched that whole game. Yep. It, you, it, you you were aged during that game. You know you oh, got yeah. all your gray hairs. I see the gray hairs in your mustache. Yep. It's this is my life. This is my Sunday. Every Sunday football game is is watching Mike Zimmer and company just totally. Uh, he's a coward. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being, so you know what? Look, I'm going to do something real quick. I'm going to stop, okay? Because I'm going to get started on the third and eight, the third and eight play call. Now, yeah, yeah. I'm going to stop, but I want Mike. So, first of all, again, this is my hit. I'm the only one who picked the Vikings to win. Vikings won. Mike, do you got something to say about the Mike Zimmer's third and eight call?
1: Yeah. So, like I said, like you said, I did watch this whole game and it aged me like five to 10 years. And, <laughs> Dude, I, I, I feel your pain now, man. I think the Vikings should get a sponsor from like a heart medication company or something. Cause dude, <laughs> they would make a fortune doing that. Cause I mean, like, let's talk about that third and eight. It was there's third and eight, and I, I think that you guys were in uh Panthers territory. From where chance... the spot
2: where the spot was, it would have been a 50-yard field goal.
1: Yeah, it would have been a 50-yard field goal, third and eight, and instead of going at the very least, you know, going between the tackles, feeding Dalvin Cook and getting a little bit more extra yards to make a to set up a makeable field goal with under 50 yards you go East West a sweep to the outside losing more yards and you well the the kicker missed his missed uh, not the kicker it was the punter the punt Punt. they they called a punt and it got set up to the what four yard line like that something like that which set up the game tying score to go to overtime and oh my gosh man like i was screaming at the tv i'm like at the very least you feed dalvin cook you kick
2: the field go go up 11 and call game's it game. over it's over okay. yeah game's over they can they can try to they can go and score again when you kick it off to them they get at the 20 yard line okay cool or 25 whatever it is but here's the thing you're kicking this punt right you're kicking up you're punting it because you trust your defense. Okay, cool. I'll give you the defense was pretty good. Bashad Breland earned some some brownie points on a lot of Minnesota Viking fans this weekend. But, dude, so what happens if you run the ball at the middle? I don't care if Kirk Cousins does a little stupid sneak and gets half a yard. It's a 50-yard right. field goal. Okay. Yes, Greg Joseph did miss a field goal later on. Sure. He yeah. missed a, what, 53-yarder to win it or something, something stupid. But at that point, I I don't care. This guy just won the game last year or last week. Kick the field goal, fifty-yarder. If he misses, guess what? You're still trusting your defense. If he misses, and they okay. earned that trust. They, they earned earn the trust they... that whole game. Yeah. The defense was dominating this terrible offense. That is the Carolina Panthers without Christian McCaffrey? Yep. Um, I'm sorry, but I cannot. I can't. There's no justification for that play call. I don't yep. care. Um, whatever. You know, Vikings win. But I, I swear. <laughs> Just, you know, what is it? Five of the six games the Vikings have played have come down to one score game or uh, less than three points or something like that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Kirk Cousins is over here have secretly having, you know, quietly having a fantastic season. He it's is. overshadowed because some dummy at the head coaching position is being a coward. Uh, that, that dude, Kirk Cousins, is the only reason Mike Zimmer still has a job. For yeah. The last two weeks. has bailed mike zimmer out from getting fired and clint kubiak and possibly rick spielman the general manager and anyone else that's that is has their hands on this quote unquote offense that is that has dalvin cook and adam thielen and justin jefferson dude throw the the ball get justin jefferson the the ball ball. yeah open things up for dalvin so he doesn't get beat the hell up every freaking week and you're you're worried about his injuries but <clears throat> you know, that's my mini rant.
1: Hey, at least you got the win, man. At least, hey, goal Yeah, you got skull. the win, and then you got the hit. You were the only one that picked the Vikings to win, so
2: that's that's a good thing, man. That's good. And I and I got James's twenty dollars. There you
0: go. I <laughs> My twenty dollars. You should take that twenty dollars and bet Derrick Henry at far worse odds than you could have had two weeks ago for MVP. But yeah, it's losing you know, was, value, man. He still
2: isn't he still like.
0: He's 25 to one now dude he was 65 to one two weeks ago when we talked Bro, about this you you, well, you kept up, calling man. you
2: guys kept calling me crazy
0: uh, you are crazy but god damn it if you have a if you <laughs> have a freaking conviction go with it
1: yeah man at least put a couple bucks on it
0: come All on right. I don't want I the, if this actually happens and you don't profit off of it I'm gonna never let you hear the end of it
2: yeah I believe that
0: I got you 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 won twenty dollars for me take that 20 put it on Henry to win. You'll get five hundred dollars if he wins. All
2: right, I will.
0: Um, I will do it. I will do it. Not bad, man. Well, I, I don't know the odds for FanDuel. If you can get on DraftKings, DraftKings has them twenty-five to one right
2: now. Well, I'll do it on DraftKings. I have it open. I have it on my phone. Once we're done. <laughs> anyway, let's continue.
0: Yeah, let, let's let's uh. Here's the tweet from the uh from the disgruntled uh Dolphins fan at Ricky L Watson won. Um, he he basically compared. The stats of Tua to Herbert, but he labored Herbert the elite quarterback. And obviously, Tua had good stats, Herbert was terrible. And then he put a a thinking face a moment after it. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) (sighs) You really compare one game? Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. So, all right. So, let's get into what I hit on um, over the weekend. And I'm going to go to the segment that we started. Two weeks ago, called slate breakers. Uh, I highlighted the Cowboys' passing attack as a way to uh, to be different from the field and, and be different at the same time. Play good plays because they had the fourth highest team total. And lo and behold, we had the the FanDuel milli winner win it with a Dak to Lamb stack, and then Holy. the 1.5 million dollar play action on DraftKings, the huge three dollar tournament, 100k to first. That guy had Dak to Lamb, and then um. Uh, I think third place in one of the higher higher dollar uh, tournaments. They had Dak to land as well. So uh, props to if if you're listening, you played that. I hope you won a lot of money. Um, I I got some mint cashes on Yahoo with the Dak double stack, but was never really in contention to win anything because I had too much DJ Moore and DJ Moore did not produce. Ouch! Um, a tournament winning score, but.
2: That's because Breshad uh, so Breeland. That's because he was yeah shut down corner Breshad Breeland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Elite. Yeah, so that was that was my hit over the weekend. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and move on to misses. Uh, Mike, why don't you start us off with what you missed on? Uh, all
1: right. So you know, I'm, I'm not a perfect man here. Let's um, hear it. Let's hear it. I know. Uh, let's I make, hear it. <laughs> I make some mistakes sometimes. You know, I I, I do some crazy wacky takes sometimes and. Yeah, I picked the Lions to beat the Bengals (laughs) on Sunday. And, well, the Bengals put the beat down on them 34-11. And, yeah, they only scored a touchdown in garbage time. So I was wrong. I'll take that. But here's the reason why I picked the Lions. Uh, They lost to the 49ers by eight for uh, week one. Uh, They had to rally back. So they show some grit that, you know. They've shown that they they can um, overcome some adversity in week one. That second game, they were up at halftime against the Packers, and then they got beat down in the second half. They lost to the Ravens, sixty-six yard field goal. They lost nineteen to seventeen in that one, uh, and they gave it up on defense against your Vikings, and lost nineteen to seventeen. So it, it just seemed to me that this was a young team that didn't know how to finish games and didn't know how to win games at the end. And I just figured that, you know, playing another young team like the Bengals that, you know, they can probably figure it out at home and get the win. And boy, was I wrong. Very wrong. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it, it was pretty bad, man. And, you know, the week before, you know, Coach Campbell goes up at the press conference and starts crying. You know, I'm thinking like, OK, they're going to this team is going to rally around the Lions and and. uh figure it out and it just didn't turn out to be so um but uh it starts with Jared Goff man uh his his stats have reg- regressed he's week garbage. after yeah he's 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 bad man he he started off pretty decently week 1 and his stats have regressed since then um in the press conference after this Bengals game uh coach Campbell called him out at the press conference so I don't know. We might be seeing another quarterback. If, uh, if things go sour, um, I know they're gonna be drafting one next year. I'm looking for for you college fans out there, Malik Willis out of Liberty. He might be somebody that they might go after, especially if they have a high draft pick in uh top five or so. Um yeah, the, they they I just thought they just showed a lot of grit over over the weeks, and I, I just thought that they would figure it out for this game. But I'm going to do another silly take right here. They, they got the Rams. They're going to take a loss on that one.
0: But oh, I no. think they're going to. Oh, okay, okay.
1: No, they're going to take a loss on that one. <laughs> I'm not crazy enough to make that call. I, but, I thought uh, you were going. <laughs> no way. But uh, next week they play Philly at home. And they're going to beat Philly at home. I'm calling it right here.
2: This is 0-17, bro. Uh, it looks, it looks fly, bad. Eagles, fly? They're going to beat the Eagles. Don't talk about James' team like that. Yeah, don't talk about my team. Like that. Dude, Jared Goff is terrible, okay? This guy hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in two weeks. Now I know that even before the season started, like, we were trying to name off receivers they have, and they probably cut their most known receiver, which was... Oh, shit, who was it? Oh, Bishat Perryman. Yeah. Like, they got Quintus, Cephas, whatever, and they got... Uh... They have
0: an Egyptian god at receiver. Right.
2: Right. <laughs> They, they have what <laughs> Sage Surratt is he even. St- I don't know. Like they have a pretty, a really good, above average tight end with TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Um, it's terrible, dude. Like, I was so surprised in the draft when they said Panay Sewell to the to the Lions. I was so shocked. Um, I can't remember if they picked him. No, the Bengals picked Jamar Chase over Sewell, didn't they? yeah but then i I thought for sure that the Lions would go after a receiver but they they get probably the best tackle in the draft but they're they're garbage man I it sucks poor Dan Campbell he wants it so bad yeah. <laughs> he wants it so bad but they're yeah. just not that good they're really it's it you know he they just really aren't good
1: yeah you know you know what I, I want to give credit to the Bengals man I mean they're four and yeah. two right now. I'm I'm gonna talk about them. Uh, They're one of our highlighted games for Friday, so I won't get too much into them. But four and two, man. I mean, they got the Ravens on Friday. I mean, we'll see. We'll see with the Bengals.
2: They they looked really good against the Packers too. If they if one of one of those eight thousand missed kicks goes in, you know, they're five and one right now. Right, Rogers Rogers would be crying and not saying, "I own you." Right. <laughs> I
0: owe you. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to mention Rodgers later on. I want I want to stay on topic with uh, with uh, the Lions and Campbell. Someone asked him about Jared Goff, and he uh, instead of ripping into him like you could tell he wanted to, he says something like he hasn't stepped up the way he should. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I think uh, I heard this take on another podcast. They're like, maybe he realizes why LA shipped him off. now <laughs> Oh <laughs> because, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, uh, at, it's it's weird because the Lions are the last winless team in the league, but I feel better about them than I do like the Jags, for example. You know, I, yeah. I have faith in Dan Campbell, but uh, uh, Ian, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you um what you got?
2: All right. And so I, I I missed on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I I don't know why I I re-listened to the podcast, and I was like, oh, who'd you pick in this game, Mike? I'll just take the Seahawks too. I shouldn't have done that. Looking at this game, I have no idea why I would take this, the Seahawks. Like, nothing on paper. You're an idiot. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's Thanks. why I went
1: seven and six too, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, look on paper, man. Seattle's a backup quarterback, third-string running back, terrible offensive line, not a great defense, and a declining head coach. Uh, in, in Pittsburgh, um,
0: got, he's got plenty of chewing gum though.
2: He has plenty of chewing gum, <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, Ben's not Ben's not, you know, Ben Roethlisberger from five years ago. But this is, in, you know, this is in Pittsburgh where their defense is always better. And it, you knew that that D-line, you know, you knew that T.J. Watt was going to dominate that O-line. Um, you know, and, and Mike Tomlin's still a good head coach. I don't know. The Seahawks did make it a good game. Like Mike said, uh, it, you know, in our picks, a C-plus and a B-minus team going against each other was obviously going to be a fun Primetime game, but I, looking back on this, I wish I could take this pick back because this this had Pittsburgh written all over it. So I apologize, Pittsburgh Steelers fans.
1: Yeah, I'm having trouble to figure out what what the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to bring for each game. Like in my mind, I, I feel like that they should still be dominating teams because that's what the Steelers do, and. Um, each game I go into their picks and I'm just conflicted. I don't know what I'm gonna get from Pittsburgh. Sometimes I don't know if they're gonna come out flat offensively or Big Ben is gonna look like you know Big Ben in his prime. So I, I have trouble trying to figure out what's going on with Big Ben sometimes. So that's why I picked the Seahawks.
2: That's fair.
0: Yeah, I am. Um, I, I was, I'm glad I didn't lay the five because. Uh, like I said, any other team, like 26 other teams, I would have laid the five against Seattle there because I've been saying for years, a lot of people are saying for years, that Wilson is the glue that holds them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we saw them lose, you know, but they did cover the five. So glad I didn't bet it. But uh, the reason I didn't bet it is because of Ben Roethlisberger. And I don't think he had too good of a game uh, last, yeah. uh, last Sunday night. No. no. Uh, my, um, my miss, and this is going to segue into our uh, new segment, Called Game balls, where we highlight uh, player team that we liked. My miss was the Arizona Cardinals, so I picked I picked them to lose against Cleveland on the road. Uh, I figured it was a it was a bad matchup scheme wise. Like Cleveland's a physical team, Arizona's more of a finesse team. Uh, you got bad cold weather in Cleveland. You know they call it the mistake by lake for a reason. Um you lose your head coach on Friday to a covid test along with another coach and Chandler Jones your best defensive player. Um if they lose this game 27 to 14 nobody would really, okay well you know they're 5 and 0 they drop one they lost their coach you know it's fine like it was completely excusable. Mm-hmm. And they go in there and they fucking kick the Browns ass like <laughs> they were up what what was it T- 23 to 14 at half 30 to 14 going to the fourth quarter. Like I, that that's really impressive. You know, I don't I don't have to essentially like the style of offense you play, but you have to appreciate when teams show up when no one expects them to, you know? You have to appreciate that competitive drive to like no I, I don't think you expect them to win, to be honest, because a lot of people see Cleveland as a good team. I think that's kind of the question right now because all the injuries in Mayfield is is just okay, but like Cleveland's a good team. They're a playoff caliber team in the AFC and you go in there and you 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 kill them. You you beat them. So uh, that was a big miss of me and I'll go ahead and kick off game balls. I'm going to give it to Kyler Murray. I didn't I didn't know if I should give it to Murray the whole team but I looked up I looked into some stats from this game and through the first 3 quarters through the first 3 quarters on um early downs the Cardinals ran uh, 28 plays, and they had a... They had a 43% um, success rate. No, sorry, 36%, which is well below average. All right? Um, if you go... If you go to their third down metrics, you can see... Sorry, one second. It's way better. They were 8 for 15 on uh, converting third downs, and I'm going to attribute that straight to the quarterback. So... Props to Kyler Murray for putting this team on his back. Beating what, what was considered a playoff caliber squad before the match. That might be in question now. But um, yeah, 62% success rate on third downs through the first three quarters. So uh, yeah, I got nothing to say. I was wrong. I bashed them before the season. I didn't believe in Cliff. I didn't think Kyler's head was totally in it. I had my doubts if he could hold up through the whole season. Now, that could still come to fruition, but I was wrong doubting this this uh, duo, this squad. They're uh, they're the last unbeaten team in the league and at top of the overrated NFC West. So, uh, props <laughs> to Arizona. That, that's who that's who I'm giving my game ball to.
2: And
1: yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't disagree with that one, man.
2: I you mean, gave your game ball to probably the favorite for MVP, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. hot I, take. I still hot got
2: take. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I still got Lamar Jackson,
1: man. But, you know, uh, for me, my game ball, I'm not going to give it to just one guy. I'm going to give it to the Las Vegas Raiders. And I know this is unbiased football talk. So I'm going to talk about the Raiders. They were
0: were second on my list. I supposedly hate the Raiders, but they were second on my list. So (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) So.
1: I mean, let's talk about the Va- the Las Vegas Raiders. All they've done this year is prove naysayers wrong. Uh, they were picked to go last in the AFC West. Still early in the season, but, it, I mean, they, they look good right now. Uh, they're, this this season, they came out versus the Ravens on Monday Night Football, overcame a 14-point deficit to win in overtime. They went on the road in Pittsburgh on a short week and took care of business in uh, week two. And they came out flat against Miami in week three. They played like C plus football and still overcame a 14-point deficit and won that game in overtime. Uh they played the Chargers tough. They over they almost came back and and uh completed a 21-point comeback in that game. They made it competitive. Uh we won't talk about the Bears game. Uh, we, we all know what happened after the Bears game. They lost their coach. And anytime you lose a coach, you, you, the locker room sometimes you get one or two things. You get you get okay season's done uh we're tanking for the rest of the season uh the players is and even considering the circumstances they could have been oh we're done we're we're the season's done and we're not really gonna you know play tough anymore but they responded the other way they went to they went to Denver which is always a tough place to play against a tough defense and absolutely beat down the broncos 34 to 24. now that last score was in garbage time so they absolutely dominated the broncos for four quarters uh causing four ton- turnovers and they look great doing it um i'm gonna talk about some stats in that game because it was it was the raiders put on a clinic let me start with Derek carr he went 18 for 27 with 341 yards and two touchdowns uh Max Crosby. I'm going to talk about him a little bit after this, too. He had six tackles, uh, one tackle for a loss, three sacks, and five quarterback hits. Uh, 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 Kenyon Drake finally showed up. Four carries, 73 total yards, two touchdowns. Henry Ruggs is looking like a wide receiver, uh, the number one option there. I mean, he's getting more. He has more yards than uh, Darren Waller right now. He has about as many receptions as Darren Waller right now, and Uh, jonathan abram had nine tackles one interception our rookie nate hobbs the raiders rookie nate hobbs had 10 tackles and he's rated the number one uh cover corner out of all rookies this year and he was a fifth round pick out of illinois i mean this this team is putting it together despite what's been going on and you know it's highlighted by that defense with max crosby i mean he's he he still continues to show that he might be in the defensive player of the year Uh, running right now he is he has a pass rushing grade of 92.2 which leads the league and he has 43 quarterback pressures it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous there's so many highlighted players on that defense that are showing out and at at the pro bowl level and you know they could have easily folded after losing john gruden and they absolutely responded that they're here to stay and they're they look really good. So I'm going to give them the game ball because, you know, they could have easily given up, but they showed out for that game on Sunday.
2: Yeah, I, they were on my list too, but I couldn't pick them because my game ball is going to someone that I could not give it to. But yeah, man, the Raiders, like, they're coming over, or they're getting over a lot of, uh, a lot of things going on in that locker room. You know, the head coach, it's just a terrible situation was going on. And there was a lot of controversy probably in that locker room. Very divided, I'm guessing, especially in that Bears game. So they looked so flat in that Bears game. It was terrible. And to see him come out and play a division rival like that, a, a, an okay. You know, this is still the team that went, what, 3-0? and And everyone's like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, they go to Denver. They beat up on Denver. Max Crosby had three sacks right in front of Von Miller. That was awesome. It, you know, yeah, I gotta say props to them too, man. Good for them.
0: Yeah, I uh, I wanted they, they were a close second on my list because with all the stuff going on with, with Gruden, uh, you know Carr absolutely loves playing for the Raiders. He was very emotional in that press conference, and uh, you know um, uh, the Haberman Milkoff podcast brought something to light to me is like Mark Davis didn't even talk after like after Gruden walked away or whatever. He didn't Damn. address the media like any other owner in the league. Your head coach walks away because he had some uh, some controversial emails pop up. You at least talk to the press. Uh, Mark Davis didn't. So
2: coward. Uh, shame on yep. him
0: for not doing that. He left it all to Derek Carr. I guess much like he has left it to him for the past several years. And uh, you know what? He was there. Like not only is he the quarterback, he's essentially the the face of that franchise in more ways than most other quarterbacks are. So yeah. I was happy that they, that they got a win. I was happy. He played well, I was rooting for them and they pulled through. Um, I might have some different thoughts regarding their game against my favorite team this week, the Eagles, but <laughs> we'll save that for the, uh, the Friday pod. Yeah. Save I, uh, that for the Friday
2: pod. I think your boy might get his extension that he's looking for, man. I think this is his team. And I think that the NFL is going to run these people to the ground. So, Mayock might be out the door and Davis might be out the door. Who knows? But um, I think I think it's Carr's team, honestly. And James put it right. These cowards made these cowards left it to Derek Carr, the quarterback, to do all the talking. Yeah. You know, I I really
1: didn't like that from Mark Davis. And, you know, Mark Davis continues to show his his uh, ineptitude of being an owner in the NFL. I mean, he's already the black sheep of the NFL as far as owners go. The rest of the owners he just doesn't necessarily fit with those guys and he doesn't really i mean he interacts with the with the uh with the fans to an extent but he just doesn't have that al davis feel you know mm-hmm. and i i just and i think that he he it's about time that he he lets it go and, and move and move on and sell the team and let the raiders move in a new direction and and as far as Derek Carr, i mean what other quarterback has overcome as many coaching changes and offensive coordinator changes over the last five years and still play at a, you know, top 10, fringe top 10, maybe 11 level? I mean, this he's still proven that he can take care of business. And I hope that, I mean, honestly, the Raiders as we as it stands right now as an organization doesn't really deserve Derek Carr. I mean, to be honest with you. I mean, and we're lucky to have him because he could easily go somewhere else and win again and win. Let's be honest. If he had the same squad as the Buccaneers, like he'd be in a Super Bowl. He'd be a Super Bowl quarterback right now. So, I mean, you know, we're lucky to have him. And I really hope he does sign that extension and he's a Raider for life because that would be great. I love Derek Carr. And, yeah, that's, that's all I got for that one.
2: Well yeah i yeah mark davis might be out but at least he has a really nice haircut right
1: well yeah i love that that bowl
2: cut man it's yeah. it's hot but um <laughs> let's get to my game ball man so you know who it is you know who i've been talking about him since for the last 12 hours mr 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 derrick henry king henry the dude is outrageous all right that's You know, I doubted him coming out of the draft. I think we all did, and it took, I think, two years to catch on. But, dude, these last three years have been unreal. Um, He is a legit MVP candidate, okay? He's averaging over 130 yards per game, and he has 10 touchdowns already. They have zero wins without this dude, honestly. They're not good. They're not a good team. It's like... The Minnesota Vikings in 2012, Adrian Peterson with Christian Ponder. There's they were terrible without Adrian Peterson, and these guys are terrible without um Derek uh, Henry. I almost said Derek Carr, but Derek Henry, and the, the rest of the offense is, is nothing. You know, AJ Brown shows up sometimes, and Julio just makes you know ridiculous catches. You know, you got rid of John U. Smith, now your tight end is Fershker or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Um, risky Fursker. Whatever. <laughs> Look, this without, without Derrick Henry, this team is nothing. You know, crown this dude MVP. The last two games, he's ran the ball for over 270 yards and six touchdowns. In the last two games, he's getting better every year. Like, last night, he looked the fastest I've ever seen him. Actually, it was. That touchdown, that long touchdown run he had, he hit over 21 miles per hour, which not only is the fastest run of the year so far, it's the fastest run of his career so far. And with the with the extra game on, uh, with the 17th game this this season, he's on track to break the rushing record and come close to the, the Damian Tomlinson's touchdown record. So, wow. He probably won't win the MVP. I'm not delusional. I get it. It's a quarterback um, award, but come on. Th- if this team makes the playoffs, which I think they still, I think they will, because the rest of the division sucks. But it's probably gonna go to Lamar or Kyler maybe maybe james's boy justin herbert but i mean you this is a legit argument now okay i know i've been saying it for like two weeks now but now we're like now we're getting there it it it, it, this is a legit argument now in my opinion but yeah Yeah. game ball to derrick henry mvp
0: yeah Yeah, man we go ahead man go ahead i was just saying he went from 65 to one to 50 to one to 25 to one um yeah The betting market is seeing it, too. Now, is he going to win it? I mean, if he has, like, 20 touchdowns and 2,000 yards, he's going to have as good a case as any non-quarterback, right? So, I I think it's worth a shot. I was, like, a big – because I've been saying for years, like, you can't be the best running back in the league if you can't even perform on third downs. Like, he's been a non-factor in the passing game for a while, right? But – they're starting to get him some targets this year, but um, yeah, man. Who, who, every time I look at a box score, he has 140 and three touchdowns. Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying.
2: It's like, what is this? It's so easy <laughs> yes. for this dude. Like, they had him. I, I don't get it. And he's, he's, it's ridiculous. He's so fast.
0: Like, he's yeah. not even like, yeah, he breaks tackles. You, you see the stiff arm against Josh Norman that'll live forever, but the dude is fast. Like, he, He gets into the second level and dbs cannot catch him it's 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 the most amazing thing i've ever seen when when he busted that 70 yard run the first one on monday night i was thinking like this dude's going to the hall of fame if he doesn't get hurt (laughs) this dude's the hall of fame i don't know why you're laughing like i'm I'm serious no i'm i
2: I agree with you it's just ridiculous yeah Yeah. okay what
0: what do you got
1: yeah well you know, you were talking about that 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 uh, Norman stiff arm from last year. I don't know if you saw one of the plays where uh, Derrick Henry took it to the left side. He lost three yards, but he straight out stiff armed a defensive end to the ground. Oh, and it, yeah, it, it was ridiculous. He lost three yards on that play, but it just shows just his just sheer power and speed just put together. He can stiff arm a giant defensive end to the ground. That man's ridiculous, man. And it, as far as MVP goes why not because you know Tannehill sucks and let's just put it out there Tannehill sucks but he makes Tannehill look better when you can you know effectively do a play action pass and find you know aj brown on a post route how many times did you see that happen in the fourth quarter when they you know the linebackers moved up because they were respecting the run and he just threw right over their heads to aj brown for like 30 40 yards so i mean anytime you can do that with you know you gotta give credit to to the you know to the running back because your running backs create that you gotta respect a, a running back who, who at uh Derek Henry's level is you know because he'll he'll break you if you don't. So he's making the offense overall better not just by not just by stats but just also you know setting up the play action and making his receivers make plays too. So I mean that's that's also a recipe that should be considered for MVP.
2: Yep. I'm um, I not don't know if he's going to get it but man it's a good argument right now.
0: Yeah, he's 25 to 1 at um at DraftKings. I don't I don't know the odds for other sites but uh if you want a bet shot for the best number, hopefully you took it already when he was when he was, according to sports books, less of less likely to win it than Jimmy Garoppolo, who was not even playing at the time. So um Yeah. I got uh I, I just want to mention how savage Aaron Rodgers is for the saying, I own you straight <laughs> to the ball Oh man. man, that was like,
1: that was rough, man. That know, was rough. We,
0: we like I guess we like our quarterbacks to be kind of like professional and out of the limelight, but it's also good to see some personality and, like, I, I'm I'm sorry, Bears fans. <laughs>
1: yeah, he, I mean, but he wasn't lying though. That's what made it worse. He has
2: owned the Bears, so it's, yeah,
0: no, it's true. Yeah, you know. true. Ian, what would you do if he did that to the Vikings
2: fans? I mean, what can I say?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
2: Like he's he has owned the division for many years. Like him, it? him. The rest of the organization sucks. Yeah. They have sucked. They haven't had anybody good except for Devontae Adams. The rest of without him, they're they're, you know, third place, fourth place team in the NFC North. So, yeah. He, you know, it was like a couple years ago, he beat up on the Vikings in Minnesota and he was drinking that purple crush. You know, he's he's smug, he's uh he's he's the drama queen, he's he's, he's a petty. jackass, he's petty but dude it's aaron Rodgers. do what you want go ahead and run your as I, th- I saw a tweet that said i don't i think it was skip bayless it said like uh you ran slower than tom brady in your touchdown against a terrible defense and you have the audacity to do the the championship belt or whatever oh and yeah I, yeah. i mean but still i mean you're beating <laughs> in... he's smug but it's aaron Rodgers. i i can't i hate him but he's the he's one of the best of all time so whatever just don't do it the vikings fans because i'll get mad and say mean things on twitter <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, mike you got any closing thoughts
1: um honorable mention uh dak prescott he's slowly making his way up to that mvp race they're five and one right now watch out for dak prescott that was my early season pick for mvp
0: Uh, Ian, you can get 30-1 to on Derrick Henry MVP at Fandom.
2: It's not terrible. uh, My closing thought, though, is thank you all for listening. Um, Remember, please follow us on Facebook, Unbiased Football Talk, where we post questions sometimes daily, and we'll post today's episode, and uh, you can always hit up and ask us some questions to answer online. So thank you again for listening. Uh, I appreciate it.
0: Hell yeah. I second all of that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.